I want to go to Luke chapter 15 this morning and look at a story that you probably all know, the prodigal son came alive for me again, and so I just want to walk through it together. Often in our lives, there's a question of whether God will embrace us if we want to come back to him. Often we've done the stupid, and uh, there's that moment where you're just going, okay, I knew better, I shouldn't have done this, but is, is he going to be open-handed toward me and open-hearted? This story goes after that. In fact, three parables in this same particular uh, chapter. You have the, the lost sheep where the, the shepherd goes out and seeks the lost, you have the lost coin, where the lady loses a coin, she sweeps her house till she finds it. And each time they're told, celebrate with me. Let's celebrate this, and in this story as well. So just know that as we go into it. And as I go through it, I'm just going to spend some time wondering, because stories are told for us to gather a principle, right? But they spur thought. They, they, they cause us to go, well, what about this? And so let's just walk through this together. But Okay, so man has two sons, and the younger at some point says, give me my share of the inheritance, and ask to, you know, give what is going to be coming to me. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't as if that never happened, but it was still inappropriate to be asking for it that way and that early. And so, in this sense, he's breaking norm, but he, he's probably been chafing at the rules at home for a long time, or for the way things are done in the father's house. And it's, he's just wanting to break free. So it says, I want this. Now, that's, in a sense, taking from the family wealth, right? That's going to be leaving dad just wherever, but he's at a point where then he gathers it and heads off, and it says that he spends time in wild living. And even in that, there's this, you know, this thought of you aren't really making good choices, but the father, you know, then I wonder, did he know that he, this kid would never be happy at home, so he had to release him? with the hope that maybe there'd be reconciliation. In this story, in a sense, if we attribute to God the Father, we would say this is the, the reason free will has been placed in our laps. It has that potential for real destruction in our lives, but it allows us to make the choices to live willingly with the Father and embrace what He has. Or we head off taking the Father's resources and spending them the way we will. So unless you think, that, that's never me, I haven't you know, gone and lived that stupid. Well, the question is, though, is have you taken the Father's resources and used them in your own ways? And I think all of us fit into that boat then. I, uh, sure... <laughs> I was doing a Bible study, and she read up to me out of a book that she'd been reading. And I, I want to give you a testimonial about Jonathan Edwards. 
Jonathan Edwards was a pastor early in this country, um, very unique man. But here it says, he led a remarkable life. He entered Yale University at the age of 13. Um, that's unique. <laughs> As an adult, his preaching launched the first two revivals ever to sweep America, including the Great Awakening. So, very powerful. Remember, uh, most of you have heard of this sermon called Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God, where people felt like their feet were on fire when, when he was speaking it, and yet apparently he had a kind of a squeaky voice, had, was nearsighted, so he had these glasses, could barely, so it, it wasn't the dynamic, but something of the supernatural was taking place. In fact, he'd preached the sermon several times and hadn't had that response until he got into this one setting, but I'm, I'm digressing. Um, Ultimately became the first president of Princeton University, regarded as one of the great intellectuals of our country. Um, before the 20th century, it was said that only two Americans had had world impact. That would have been Benjamin Franklin and Jonathan Edwards. Um, he made the following comment. I resolve to live with all my might while I do live. I resolve never to lose one moment of time and to improve my use of time in the most profitable way. Possibly can. I resolved never to do anything I wouldn't do if it were the last hour of my life. Powerful thought. If we had one hour left to live, what would we be doing? And he's saying, that's the way I want to live my life. Just, you know, and so then we see that coming out of this, not only was this a man incredibly gifted, but incredibly disciplined, and then used powerfully in the Lord. Well, I compare my life to that, and I'm going, well, I'm like the younger son. I've wasted plenty of time through the years. But for me to look at that and say, those are the Father's resources. And then coming to some points where you're going, would I even be accepted back? There are times and this is one of those crucial questions that we ask ourselves. What's his thought of me now? What, what would his response be if I want to get back on track? And that's, that's the critical issue. Uh, I was thinking of this, um, and this is what came alive for me this time around. I thought when he goes to make his way back home, he'd been feeding pigs most recently, and if you've ever raised pigs, you know that they smell different, right? And it's not easy to get that odor off of you. Um, I once had a coat that I really liked for outdoor wear. Years ago, it had uh, sheepskin or sheep fleece inside and corduroy outside. And I know you don't care, but I liked it. But I, I used it once to help a guy move some pigs, and I could never get the smell out of it. And eventually just tossed it because it, it, it was just impossible to get rid of that odor. And I thought, when this son who's left and lost everything, who's wrestling with even enough to eat, so he's lost weight, his in that day they generally only had one set of clothes anyway. He's been watching pigs, and he goes to come home. And the first thing the father does is sees him from a distance. 
hugs and kisses him. Whoa, <laughs> where have you been? That's not the response. In fact, the father would have known. It. And, and the smell was something that, you know, in a Jewish parable, the fact that the pigs were around, this would have been an odious thing. You know, and, and, and all the other things associated when you pull someone in close. Some of our strongest memories are associated with smell, right? I mean, I, when I had a paper out as a kid, I had one of the bars in town, and back then um, smoking was just part of it and, and, and the hard liquor and everything else. It was different than my home setting, but I remember walking in, and, I, and all I have to do is bring in up the rendezvous bar now, and I can smell it. I just, that sense, you know. And, and you know, other... I, <laughs> We used to go visit family, Thanksgiving and Christmas is different times, and, and invariably at some point in the time there, um, somebody would pull out the cigars, and um, there was always a lot of alcohol flowing, and for Shar and I, that wasn't part of our lives, but we would wash the clothes before we came home, and then when you unzipped the suitcase and opened it, all of that odor would come flooding out. And you go, oh, you know, get these things in a laundry in a hurry. If a father sees him and pulls him in, he knows what's going on. And yet he doesn't let that stop him. And to go in for a kiss, kiss him on the cheek, I don't care what happened. It's just like, what's he saying? I am so glad you're back. I am so glad you decided to come home. And so there's that awareness that even though we go and do the stupid at times, if we really want to know what God's thoughts are, his love supersedes that. And he's willing to, to draw us back in. It's... Uh, you know, to, to look at that and say, okay, now he knew he couldn't live like that at home. He went and did it, but he comes back and he says, I'm ready to be a servant. I'm ready to live like a slave. You know, I know that I don't deserve anything. And so, you know, even if you just let me stay in the house, it'd be better than where I've been. And again, the father will have nothing to do with that. You know, when he brings out the robe, puts a ring on sandals, all, it, all of those are declarations. This is a son. This is my son. So he's, he is not allowing the, just the servant, while I work, I'll work for God for the rest of my life as hard as I can, and maybe he'll, he'll embrace me when it comes to heaven. It's not the way it works. He is opening the door and saying, I want relationship. I love you. Now, you know, for us to love like that is something that we're just not familiar seeing, and it's hard for us to embrace. But God would pull us into that kind of love as well. 
The, the story goes on with the older son. When he comes home and hears that there's a party going on, he's angry. He's going, I've spent all my time here and I've, I've never had a party like this. And essentially the anger gets turned toward the father in it. But I'd like to say to you, you can spend all your time living in the house and never adopt the parent's heart or attitude. And that's the challenge for us here today, right? We step into the Father's house. We regularly gather together. And yet the challenge goes out, have we adopted the mindset of the Father that is willing to love at all cost? And is, you know, it's very hard, particularly with family members, right? When they go waste life, blow through family resources, live stupid and then come home? And you'd want to go, I told you better, you know. But that's not what this story presents to us. And, and the older son is told, it is appropriate that we celebrate. Because this good that's taking place right now is more important than anything else going on. I guess that's the challenge, you know, for us or each of us, whether it be in family relationships, do you keep investing or will the willingness to invest? If someone comes back for restoration... Or do you say there's a limit and I'm just so tired of this? Or when you look around and, and you know, you, you warned them, you told them what would happen, and they went and did it anyway, and it went exactly as you forecast, and then they're saying, but I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, what's the next step? Do we embrace the attitude of the Father that says, I am so grateful to, that you've come home? And really, the potential then is for this son to live in the Father's house with joy that never was there before he'd gone out and been foolish. So in some ways, even when we come home, there's a knowledge that what I'm stepping into in the Lord is much better than what I've had. And there's a gratefulness that apparently God felt worth the cost of letting us walk through that. We are so prone towards shame in our own lives. We're so prone to just adopting it and saying, there's no way. Because regularly we fail to forgive. And we know the standard we want to hold others to. And yet if we're going to embrace what God has done and what he wants to do, we're going to have to keep exploring this thing of his love and keep exploring the thing of his forgiveness and even allow that to come into our own lives.
and embrace that he truly does love us. Incredible story, huh? I'm sure we'll keep reading it till Jesus comes. Thank you, Father, for the scripture. If there are individuals wrestling with whether you would accept them back, and whether you love them still, I pray that in this moment that they find release and hope, that they experience the fullness of your forgiveness and restoration. Lord, if there are those on the other end who are looking at continued investment and those that have wronged them, and those that have stepped away, those that have done stupid. Lord, we ask that grace cover them now so that they can release and forgive and be ready for restoration again. Help us to walk in that, we pray. Amen. Can't help but feeling that there are some here today that need that restoration and to make peace with God, so to speak acknowledge that he loves you and I encourage you just to to do that you know don't leave here without setting that right there are some here too that have lived as slaves even though they're in the father's house and it's time to let some of that be broken off and to embrace that God truly does love and he wants you to to know that love and live in it in a way that you've not had even though you've been at home so to speak so let's let's let god do what he will in our hearts uh, and encourage you there's opportunity for prayer up here um, if not find someone you trust and just ask them to pray with you let's seal some of these things in the lord okay may our blessing rest on these your people may they know the fullness of favor that you intend for their lives discover with joy what it is to be loved. I pray, Lord, that as each one goes into the community, that you'll give them words of life to speak over others. I ask that you'll enable them to carry out the workings of your kingdom. Gift them with the supernatural. Be lifted up and exalted, our Lord, we pray. We love you this day. Thank you.